2013, 6D Helmets forever changed the way we think about motorcycle safety helmets. With its patented omnidirectional suspension system to help absorb rotational impacts, the original ATR1 helmet swept through the industry and was received with open arms by riders and racers alike. The new 6D ATR2 and ATR2 Youth are even better than the original and carry a limited three-year warranty and a unique technology that allows the helmet to be rebuilt after most crashes. Visit 6dhelmets.com for more info. Hey, everybody. It's Michael Antonovich. Welcome to this week's edition of the Kickstart Podcast presented by 6D. Dahmer watches all these races. I'm sure you listened to our preview podcast last week. So let's get into a very, very wet and sandy weekend in the Netherlands. Dahmer, what'd you think? Uh, yeah, it was definitely a wet, wet event. I mean, you know me, I hate mutters. I hate them. I want to see, we've discussed this before, I want to see the main track. I want to see guys laying it down, not have the weather be a part of it. But obviously that was not the case this weekend. Yeah, pretty much from the time that this all started kind of going around, like this race was in the preview stages, there was talk that, hey, th- this is going to be wet. This is the third donations in a row that it has been a wet race. Um, and again, we saw how good the Europeans are in these conditions. Any surprises for you, Dahmer? I, I really am not. These guys practice in this stuff, you know, December through March when it's raining here nonstop. Yeah, no, no big surprise on my side. I, th- I mean, we knew they were going to be superior in that kind of weather. I mean, you were there Saturday. Uh, Saturday was not nowhere near like it was on Sunday. No, uh, Saturday night, I was at the track till probably 8, 9 o'clock, and it was fine. It rained off and on. It was weird. Every time bikes went to the track for Saturday's qualifying motos and then all of Sunday's motos, it would start raining. And then as soon as it started raining, it would just make an already flooded track even wetter. Uh, but how hard it rained Saturday night was just unbelievable. Like the house that I stayed at 15 minutes away from the track, it just was hammering the roof rain. Like I haven't heard in a long, long time, especially living in California. So knowing that it was just flooded by the time we got there Saturday, that B final, I'm sure you saw videos of it was a disaster bikes just getting stuck in corners and stuff. But of all the places to have that much rain, it couldn't have been a better place than that because that's the only place that could handle all of that precipitation and those conditions. B-Final, Ireland, Team Ireland. After controversy because they thought Team Poland got it. It was like a two-hour, did they win? Did they not win? Who's going through? Who needs to reprep their bikes to go destroy them another time? It was it's typical, but I yeah, it was good. I saw Team Ireland's captain, David O'Connor, from KTM on Sunday at the Swap Moto Race Series, and he was... He was, he was like, they won. He was so happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Martin Barr. Like, if you're a Donations fan, you know Martin Barr puts it together pretty much every year. He's the linchpin for that team. Um, so, yeah, getting into more stuff over the weekend, Dahmer, as you and I talked about last week, this was the Netherlands race to win. Um, I told you that last week. I said, just, can we just give we it to him? We all knew that. Just give it to him. But... I'll say this, that was not the performance that I expected. I knew Koldenhoff would be good. Valandrin was Valandrin. Jeffrey did not perform as well as he, he really could have. Koldenhoff, we can just call him Mr. Designations. He should have the number one plate next year, and if anybody else on that team gets that but him, it's kind of an injustice because two years in a row now, he's been the strongest member 
one of the best riders on the track. He's mm-hmm. the reason why they won the donations this year, and he should get that honor next year. 100%. 100%. The That first moto, it sucks because, like, I know you watch the TV broadcast, and, and as everybody's complained about, you know, the, the rain is on the camera lens, you guys don't get to see how good that last lap of that first moto on Sunday was because it was incredible. Yeah, it was it was tough to see. I mean, some camera angles, it was good, and then the other ones were bad. I mean, you could barely see the track from the rain all over the cameras, but, I mean, hey, it is what it is, you know? I said we nailed it, though, when I said about uh, about old uh, Geyser. I'm like, Geyser probably can win a moto and just for his own personal victory, and he did it. Mm-hmm. And that was a good win. Um, apparently, I, like, I thought Tim is a good sand rider. I've seen him ride a couple times over here. Uh, I watch all those preseason races. He does a good job in the sand, but he definitely wasn't out of control and like crazy fast. You could tell he was riding within his limits every time out there. Yeah. Yeah. Even Saturday when I saw that Cooper uh, had won. For the... you, well. You there? Go ahead, Dumber. When I had saw yeah, Cooper had won the qualifier on Saturday. And I was like, wow, I'm like, you know, if he's the fastest MX2 guy, I go, we really have a pretty good chance of maybe making this happen. And then yeah. that first moto, when when I saw some video of some people post where he he fell, and I'm like, oh, no. And then he falls right into Anderson. I was like, mm-hmm. I was immediately, I'm like, oh, there it is. It's over. It's done. And shout out to the MX Vice guys. That's an amazing clip because I don't think anybody else has no. that. Um, That was the blow i mean that was from that point on the team usa's chances of the overall were gone uh to see both guys get in can you hear me Dahmer? yeah 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 to see both guys get into the top 10 on the opening lap on the third straightaway of the track you're like oh wow this this could really go somewhere mm-hmm. jason was riding well he rode well on his qualifying moto after they made such dramatic bike changes on saturday justin was the fastest mx2 guy there by far and then they come together and you're just like well here we go. Um, Justin did, they think, break a knuckle on his hand. He had no clutch lever. He had no front brake. Yeah, I mean, the front brake was there, but it was a complete U. The fact that he was able to get that bike going through the rest of that race is a testament to a good package that Star Racing has to have that recluse clutch in there. He was able to do what he needed to do. Any other bike in any other conditions, you pretty much have to just call it right there. Yeah, especially on a 250F like, on that track with no clutch at all, that's that's a that's a win in itself. I'm pretty sure they run the auto clutch that Recluse has, and I'm very, very happy that they did. I'm sure they're very happy they did, because if not, there's no way he finishes that race. No, and I know, and even on the broadcast, they were trying to... They were trying to say like, "Hey, he should come in and get a new clutch," and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, that's that would take so long." It's to over. Do. Yeah, yeah. And I think even then too, in the second moto when he was on the other bike, so they did ride two bikes and everything. Uh, I think his hand was too junked to really engage the clutch lever. He has a busted knuckle. There's something up there. He got a shot for the pain and to take the inflammation down before race two, but the damage was already done. Like it's impossible to ride that track. Video from the weekend won't do justice of how sloppy it was. If you made one wrong step, even walking around, you were up to your knees in quicksand. Yeah, they, I mean, I saw the I saw the turn where he once he got going, then he fell again, like just came into a, a rut, made a right, and the front end just stuck. I saw another uh, one of the other races, uh, another rider, same thing. He was just he just came around the corner, and it's like the front just came to a standstill. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. The turn, the two turns before the finish line, that yep, right hander. Yep, yep. Yeah, that thing was just, it was like a, a bottomless hole, and mm-hmm. there was like basically a small lake to the right of them. So that showed you where all the water was draining to in that section. Um, a lot of talk about how the track is built on, you know, Austin's pavement. It's a good thing it was, though, because if it wasn't, we would have been a complete disaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pretty cool underneath a lot of the jumps the track crews had laid in like guttering and so the water was able to flow through and then fly out the side like run off to the side but that just makes the sides of the track where us photo guys are standing just lakes so that was okay not as many big crashes on the pavement as i think people feared i mean dylan walsh did get ejected over that berm and yeah that i saw that didn't feel too good but aside from that not too bad of carnage for what it was nobody else that you heard of that got hurt at this event at all not really. Um, I think like little things come up here and there, but it's nothing catastrophic. You know, it's nothing like we've seen in years past where guys are recovering from this for weeks at a time after. Um, getting back to just more talk about the race, and sorry if there's like delays or something here. The Wi-Fi connection's a little shoddy at the hotel, I guess. Hey, ha- uh, how about Estonia? Ari Kulas is badass. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. I was like, wow. That was, mm-hmm. hey, that's great for them. That's great for them. And, and that's the great thing about the Nations is it, it means something, but it really doesn't mean anything at all. This could be that one weekend a year where a guy just puts together a career performance and it, it's everything they need and it looks great. But you go to some GP in Indonesia next year and he's like ninth, 10th, 12th. But yeah, the, the Estonian guys did a great job. They're one of those teams with him, Tanel Liak, they're always in the mix for a good top seven result. Uh, what else did you see, Dahmer? Like, what, what else do you want to know that I might have seen? You know, what, you know what really caught my eye from the footage and everything I've seen? I think is it seemed like the crowd there, the, the, the atmosphere, that's what I want to know. You were there, so the oh, atmosphere stop. there. It was sterile. Like yeah. that's the only way to put it. The atmosphere there in the pits and the, and the surrounding and the the people that were there just they I bet the Netherlands they've, they've got to still be partying there as we speak. No, no, that was the weird thing. So they're in the grandstands and like as the race is starting, like cool, very happy that they were allowed to bring in all the noisemakers and chainsaws and smoke bombs and all that. But the track being so far away from the stands kind of takes out that donations atmosphere where everybody's just leaning over the fence and going crazy. And then when they let everybody down to the podium and they erected the fences, I I honestly am surprised that it was so mellow as it was. I, for the Dutch to win for the first time in the 73 history of an event in front of all their people, the King from the Netherlands is there they should have mowed those fences over, but instead everybody was so cold and wet from hours in the rain that they're just like, yeah, sick. I'm going to put this twin air crown on that twin air made for everybody and celebrate and then leave. It was very subdued for what it could have been. Oh yeah. That, that's too bad. I, I said, I, from, from our view, I've made it look like, like I'm even when the race was over, I'm like, man, they're going to be partying for days. there, just no. going nuts. It really wasn't. I was surprised by that. And I even, talked to somebody the other day that was like yeah i think they were just over it because of the rain yeah uh you know because if team usa wins at redbud last year in that same scenario we're still at redbud right now right. you know <laughs> right we're still campers on fire at b lot oh yeah oh, but yeah. this year really wasn't the case 
And unfortunately, I didn't get to go see a lot of the stuff. The circuit is great. The facility and all that stuff is, is really well done. But so much rain, I think, kind of killed the vibe of everything. And it, I didn't hear any crazy party stories or people going to camping lots or any kind of mischief or anything like that. I think everybody saved that for the city. All in all, how was Amsterdam? I don't know. I didn't get to go anywhere. Oh, you didn't? No. I've been in the. I've either been at my rental house or at this hotel the whole time. Oh, that's so. no good. It's no good. Yeah. So I got to come back here. I got to come back here when I'm not on work orders and I can really enjoy it. And Deuce Bigelow, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Team USA, Dahmer, what did you think? Did they live up to your expectations or. No, I mean, obviously not. Um, but I mean, they. Considering the circumstances. Yeah, considering the circumstances, the weather, everything. I mean, I mean, we, <laughs> we got sixth again, right? Yeah. Um, I think had a couple things gone a little bit differently. Zach not having to stop and get goggles. They probably finished fourth, fifth overall. Um, but Zach did have to stop pretty late in the last moto of the day for another pair of goggles. And it was pretty much over by that point. Um, him and Jason did great. You know, to know how up against the wall they were, Jason to ride back as far as he did in that first moto, mm-hmm. Zach did an amazing job in the second moto, Jason did very good in the third moto, and Zach had his issues. That's all they could do. Um, I think that you see the same team, or at least two of the three members on this team next year. Yeah, no, I think that's a solid team. I think uh, I I have I would have no problem with those three guys going again next year. They could already just go, hey, let's do it again next year and get a rematch. I, I think that'd be a solid team for sure. Yeah, and and all three guys said in How Was Your Weekend that, you know, despite the fact that they spent so much time over there and were so inconvenienced at certain points by the food or the time changes or the language or whatever, there this wasn't a wasted trip. You know, this is the experience that all three of those guys are going to take back and be even better riders come next year, five years from now, for Justin Cooper's case. How was the vibe there in the U.S., you know, uh, pits after this event and everything? It's fine. Um, I think in the past, at other events that I've gone to, it was very much like win-or-die mentality, and when they did not win, you might as well have just, like, pushed everything off to the side and went home right then. Uh, in the Alpine Stars rig last night, when dinner was, everybody had a couple beers, everybody was talking, having fun, um, and they knew that they did what they needed to do. That high-intensity, high-pressure situation, that's not there because it's three guys that want to have fun. Uh, DeCoster was cool, Jeff Canfield from the AMA, Christina Denny, Mike Pelletier, all of the Rockstar Husky guys, all of the star guys, they knew that they did everything they could to be as prepared as they could and one or two things went sideways and they had nothing else that they could do for it so is zach osborne and justin cooper officially jumped into team fried uh zach for sure uh (laughs) justin he's on the fence i wouldn't say he was on the fence but he didn't get to stay with them the same amount of time yeah he was in belgium because that's where kamiya yamaha is based whereas the ice one guys took Justin and Zach, or Zach and Jason everywhere, and they were there longer, and they spend way more time together anyway. Uh, shout out to Tom and Matt and Jason because I think I'm like an affiliate member of Team Pride, so that's I nice. Know, I, I was in the video. I saw you yeah. on there. I did. I said, "Uh oh, Anton's in shenanigans." Yeah, no shenanigans. I just, I just did my job. Yeah. <laughs> now, def- I think I only had, I think I've only had like four beers the whole time I was here, so nothing too bad. 
Definitely. I, 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 I even commented on their Instagram. They, they, uh, I just said, Hey dude, thanks for, they, they really gave a cool coverage leading up to this event. Uh, that, 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 that really kind of start kickstarted the whole designation or MX of nations, uh, weekend. Yeah. And the way they did it is just so natural. Like those, that's those three guys. And I think people have a, maybe a misconception of Jason that he's, you know, some crazy star athlete and he's so badass and all that stuff, but he's just, he's just some dude. He just hangs out. You know, he drives six hours to have a burrito, uh, just goes, a skater, just goes a little and, faster than most of us on a dirt bike. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those guys are badass and, and shout out to them for doing what they did because I think that that really took the anticipation for last weekend to a new level before the gate even dropped. Yeah. And we're going to see much more because they're going to continue this through straight rhythm, monster cup, so on and so forth. Um, let's yep. talk about Belgium. Yeah. That was, that was big. Did you watch how was your weekend yet? I have not. I haven't got a chance. So interviewed Strybos after the race. This is, this could have even been Kevin's last professional race by all measures. Uh, as he reveals in that interview, he was fired from that team. He really wasn't given notice. They just said, Hey, we're good. We're done. Didn't even tell him. They sent an email to his manager. However, that goes from there. I'm not really sure. I didn't have a lot of contact with those guys, but from Kevin's point of view, like he had no assistance coming into this race. Luckily, Wilbo Yamaha, which is now factory Yamaha stepped up, gave him a bike for the weekend and he put in a great performance. Jeremy Van Horbeek was solid. Yeah. Um, Jeremy does a great job at this race and it's been an eventful year for him to leave factory Yamaha last year, spend this time on basically an independent Honda with some good support. And he comes out and was the best member of the team. Yago Geertz, it shows that the Belgians have a lot of talent coming up. Yago will be a part of that team for years to come. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we talked a little bit about him last week leading up to it that, uh, you know, that guy's a charger too. He's going to give it his all. And we did. I even saw Strivos on the, he had a, he had a little mishap in one, in one of his motos where he fell, mm -hmm. got stuck and the whole Twice. but yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. But yeah, like I said, we knew they were always going to be a part of it. They've, they've Belgium somehow figured out a way, especially in these conditions. We knew they'd be up there, but uh, yeah, shout out to them. Mm -hmm. um, I think that that's a great, that's a great result especially considering that they have two factory back riders on Kawasaki that they didn't even get to utilize with Clement DeSalle and uh, Julian Lieber. You know, it could have even been a better result had DeSalle been there. Yeah. DeSalle's a great rider. Um, but that's that's good for them. And the Belgians have been in this event in the top five God knows how many times. Hey, and then the, I saw the, the, French, the French team. I saw the uh, old Paulin pushing his bike back. Mm -hmm. uh, last lap yeah and that changes the whole podium mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and are you like as everybody has talked about this so much you know we didn't really think the french were going to win this one a five-year run has been great but this really wasn't set to be their race i don't see all three of those guys as outstanding sand riders and then you lose tom vial you pick up maxim renault he did great but it kind of you knew going into the weekend hey this isn't their year again but it almost was really really good yeah. until a dnf um takeaways from that what'd you see yeah no i mean like i said i mean we knew no matter what they'd be a part of it, they'd figure out a way but when i saw when i saw paul Lin's bike smoking i mean again just another part of the 
weather and, and that coming and doing its part in this event, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that more bikes didn't grenade. Yeah. They really should have. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jordy Tixier, it might not really come off that way. Jordy did exactly what he needed mm-hmm. to do. Uh, he went down pretty early, I think, in both motos, at least the first one for sure, and was buried in the pack. And everybody knows, like, I mean, it's hard to pass that many guys and not ideal conditions but he stayed out there pulled in for goggles i think ditched goggles again whatever and he got clutch results for that team if not for him and a lot of people considered him not the greatest replacement for romaine febra but the only replacement at the time he did a huge huge job for the french yeah no he, he filled in perfectly perfect and then and he'll be at monster cup in two weeks so We'll go from there. Hey, and then um, how about the how about the the Australian guys really uh, mm-hmm. did pretty good in this thing out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, I I think at one point they were even on the podium. I was like, oh wow, yeah. And I mean, it's a young team. There, Dean Ferris is the oldest guy there, and Dean obligated to not do Supercross in that Australian series. He just wants to do motocross. He wants to do this race. That was good for him. Uh, Ferris had pretty good support. The two young guys that they have, that shows that the Australians have a powerhouse team for years to come because you have the two guys that race. You have Mitch Evans, who didn't get to race, but goes to factory Honda next year. And then, of course, you have Jet Lawrence and Hunter Lawrence. And, dude, God knows what could happen with those guys, especially at RNA next year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let me take a look at the results real quick, and then we'll take a commercial break. We'll come back, and we'll talk about a little bit more. Just there's so much to there's so, so much that, you, that goes on in this race that you're like, oh, yeah, what about this? Well, what about that? And you kind of forget about what goes on. So, yeah, hey, we're going to take a commercial break. We'll be right back, and we'll go on from there. Uh, uh, did you see anything else like that was like standout Prado? Yeah, dude, right? Prado on the 450. He led for a while there. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about Prado. Uh, we'll talk about the Swiss team because Seward – was fucking amazing. Yep. Um, he needs some. He needs to get talked about. And the then British team. British team for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll talk about the Brits, and then we'll go into those individual guys. Out here, on the edge, failure is no option. Here, you don't compromise. Off road, on road, on the track, off the grid. Sunstar sprockets and brake discs come installed in more motorcycles and all-terrain vehicles than any other in the world. Period. The engineers who design your bike. Trust Inspect Sunstar for the same reason you should. Because here, on the edge, failure is no option. Sunstar, number one in sprockets and brake discs. Hey everyone, it's Marvin Riskin from the Red Bull KTM Racing Team. Right now, KTM is making it easier than ever to get out and ride. Head to your local KTM Autorized dealer to take advantage of limited time offer on qualified dirt, street, adventure and naked models or check out ktn.com to learn more today hi this is 250 supercross champion chase sexton of the geico hana team to get the most performance out of your motocross bike make sure you're using the yoshimura exhaust systems visit yosh at yoshimura-rd.com to see their wide line of slip-ons and complete systems for your bike today now enjoy the swap moto live kickstart podcast Riders like Justin Cooper, Dylan Ferrandis, Eli Tomac, Adam Entingnap, Josh Hansen, and more partner with Works Chassis Lab for engine mounts and other special parts to add comfort to and enhance the handling characteristics of their bikes. 
With championships and race wins to prove it, Works Chassis Lab Parts provides the winning edge. Visit WorksChassisLab.com for more information. Alright, hey guys, we're back after the commercial break. Thanks for setting through that. So, sorry that's a little scattered. Sorry that the uh, connection's a little shaky. You know, we are a lot, a lot of ways apart right now. It's big time difference and all that, but you know we're trying. Uh, Dahmer, Great Britain, they get on the podium in the most unexpected way because of the French's DNF on the last lap. Did you expect that from them? No, not at all. Not at all. Simpson did great. Uh, like I said, as we talked before, this race is crazy. You know, it, a lot, lot happens, a lot goes on. It's funny because you'll see in the race and you'll be like, oh man, so and so's. They're in 20-something, and you're like, it's over. But then, like, you know, the way it all works, and it's like, at the end of the day, you're like, well, that's not a bad moto for him because of everybody else. But as long as somebody else gets in the top 10 or something, you know. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that, was, that was surprising for them. Good for them. That's awesome. And it all came down to Gautier's DNF. Mm-hmm. That shifts the whole, the whole lineup. I interviewed Sean Simpson after the race, and, and he acknowledged, like, hey, this was not an A team. This was a B team at best, maybe even a C team. Then picking up Nathan Watson uh, at the last minute, seven days after the guy does the Hawkstone uh, off-road race, was good. Adam Seary is a good rider. He did very, very well to get a 12th place finish in race two. 24th in race one is the team's lowest score that wasn't dropped. Uh, They had to drop Nathan Watson's 36, which was a clutch-related DNF in race one. But Sean Simpson, you know, to go 310, that's huge. Mm -hmm. Especially for a guy that's Mike Stribos like Van Horbeek, like a lot of these other guys, at this tail end point of his career where you're like, okay, what happens from here? Where do we go? You know, he's going to be a privateer next year. And in some cases, this could be his one of his last big international races. He could just stay local in Great Britain. He could do a couple local GPs in France or the Netherlands or whatever. He might not be the full t- contender, but he can get in there and mix it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We'll talk about some individual performances right now because that's probably the other big standout. You know, yes, there is the nation's classification that's on the line, but there's also three overalls up for ground. Out from the weekend. You there? Are you there? Oh, there you are. Sound Can like you hear a, me now? Sound like a plane hit your building. Okay, uh, Jeremy Sewer, great. Uh, steps it up, does very, very well on Sunday. Big takeaways from that? Yeah, no, I like that guy. He, he, uh, we knew growing in, good sand rider. He was going to be up there toward the front, and he did it. Yeah, 4-5 for his two results. I mean, you put Arnaud Tonus in that. The Swiss probably do way better than 11th. Way better, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think my, the guy who I think showed us a little bit of hopefully what's to come next year is old Jorge Prado. Mm-hmm. Prado was good. A lot of laps led for his first ever 450 race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. gonna be, he's gonna be special next year. I, th- I think uh, he's gonna give everyone a run for their money. I think he's gonna have those big flashes of speed. But there are going to be some of those moments where you're like, yeah, if he backed it down like 5%, he could have rode that out. He's not a cra- he's not a erratic or a crasher, though. The thing with him, though, he's been so dominant because his starts are so well, he's not used to passing guys. So I think 
I think once he gets into a little bit deeper field and has bigger, older guys that are going to fight him a little bit harder for positions, he's really going to have to learn how to pick and plot his passes because they're not just going to roll over for him and let him go forward. No, definitely but not. Remember, you know, I mean, his first pro race, and he's giving Jeffrey like a good run for his money at Austin a couple years ago. So that wasn't a complete, complete shock. It's just a sign of what's to come. Hey, you know who else was pumped on the MX2 was old uh, Thomas Olsen. Yeah, and that's one of those guys that's going for an individual. You mm-hmm. know, there's not two other great riders from Denmark, but that guy comes in, goes 8-8, top MX2 rider for the weekend. He took a good slam the other day, too, like, and then jumped up from it in his qualifying moto. Yeah, so uh, Geyser won the MX overall GP, Olsen MX won GP. MX2, and then mm-hmm. who, won the, who won the overall the Open? Glenn Koldenoff. Koldenoff, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Two in a row. Um, you know, four moto wins and four tries. That's that's huge for Glenn. Uh, especially after this year. You know, he comes into this first race and he has busted vertebrae in his back and he's way off the pace. You know, he's not healthier in anything. It puts it together, especially those last few. He and I talked on Friday and I told him, I was like, hey, man, it was cool to see these last three, four races because you really added in an element of surprise that I don't think people expected. Yeah. Um, Dahmer, so I think we've covered everything. I mean, there's so, so much here to talk about, but on the ground level, like, we've hit it all. You want to talk about our day 2020? What about the, real quick, what about the Italian team? They seem to really uh, not really be a factor in this at all. What's that dude? The phone broke up the whole time. I said the the Italian team didn't really seem to. We didn't really see much about them at all in this event. Uh, Alessandro Lupino did well. Uh, Fataro or Fatararo. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that last name wrong. MX2 guy. I think a complete unknown, and he does not look like he should be some stellar talent. Dude, he he did very very well. It just sucks when they lose when they lose Antonio. Mm-hmm. If Cairoli's there. I think a lot of things changes for them, especially with Lupino um, being in the mix too. Those two feed really well off of each other. Yeah. So then next year we're uh, France. France and a lot of big push behind this one. Uh, the French Federation is taking over a little bit more control of what's going to happen with this event. It sounds like there was a presentation on Saturday afternoon talking about the event. Um, the French Federation's kind of buying up tracks in France to, to make sure that there's always motocross places for the next generation to come up on. They really, really want this to be a big event. We've seen Erne get used so many times, and there's kind of an agreement with Youthstream and the racetrack. This is one of the best tracks to have this race at the Natural Amphitheater. From pretty much anywhere you could see the whole track, you can see what happens. It gives off a vibe and a view that's unrivaled by anything else. Um, hard pack. A lot of elevation, a lot of jumps. This could be the time that the U.S. really, really steps into their own. Even with the red bud thing last year, as we talked about last week, that's not, it's not normal red bud. This no. is really an American track now. It's going to be what those guys expect, kind of almost like a supercross track and the real hard pack element of it. Yeah, and I'm sure the French team's going to be looking to uh, get that uh, that Chamberlain Trophy back there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. Other big news over the weekend was Majora is back on the schedule for 2020, and now it sounds like they could be in the mix for Donations again. Huge story for this track. Uh, I mean, everybody knows they host 
you know, the 1986 historic Team USA ride. And then it goes away, and then it comes back, and then it goes away again, and then it's coming back now. Um, thoughts on Majora? That would be another great one to see at. Yeah, that'd be another one for us to, I mean, can you imagine us winning it, you know, some 30 years later? Mm-hmm. Would you get on the plane for that one? No, it's too far. Okay. <laughs> um, all right, we've went pretty long. Sorry that it's been a little shaky with the connection and all that stuff. Do you have anything you want to ask me, Dom, or I was the one here? You were the one that was looking at it through rain-speckled lenses. Yeah, no, like I said, I, my only question was just some behind-the-scenes stuff. I mean, was there anything that you saw out there that really stuck in your mind from the pits, from the fans, from from other race teams that you were like, wow, I didn't know they did that or anything? Uh, Arminas Jasakonis twisted his knee or his ankle, and so he was out on Saturday, and he just pulled the pen, said, I'm not going to do it. He stepped in and was like Jason Anderson's assistant for the weekend. So he helped Jason with roll-offs. He helped him like understand how to ride the sand. Uh, he did the same thing for Zach. He was like a pretty good help in, the, in that regard. Cool to see a guy like that with nothing to gain from yeah. helping those two, but to just be like, yeah, hey, I'll, I'll tell you what you need to do in the sand. Uh, and that comes from spending so much time with them at the Ice One team. Uh, Paul's Jonas, badass, great sand rider. was cool to see him do as well as he did. Latvia was in a very good position Saturday. He rode a great ride on Sunday. Uh, as far as other stuff in the pits, some of those trailers and some of the hospitality things that those GP teams have are really cool, and then some of the other ones aren't that great. But it's cool to see the way everybody comes together. Every little pit area has a different party element to it or a different nationality pitted out of it. They're all working and hanging out, doing what they got to do. It keeps the the vibe of the whole weekend going. How was the how was the whole pit bike championship thing I saw? I didn't get to see that because I was too busy. Um, but it sounds like it was a disaster. I didn't even know about it until the last minute, and then I hear on the loudspeaker that it's like Jeremy, Vicky, and Axel. Mm-hmm. So that was good. I think that that's a cool dynamic that the donations picked up last year. So shout out to Rob Bidos for putting that together at Redbud, and hopefully. Ustream picks it up and carries it at every donations from here on out because it's a cool element to keep everybody hanging around on Friday instead of just getting blackout drunk. Yeah, and those guys also put on like a little uh, freestyle demo and stuff out there too, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Monster stepped up big uh, because the facility is so good. There's a lot of room to work with. So those guys, you know, had a jump set up. I think there was some BMX stuff, a lot of hospitality rigs. Unfortunately, that was on the backside of that grandstand, and I never walked over there. So I was either in the press tent at the AMA truck, which is the Alpine Stars truck and the Ice One truck, or on the racetrack the whole weekend. Yeah, like I said, I, I didn't even know. I saw them go in there, and I'm like, what are they doing? Are they just going for vacation? And I saw the Twitch and Axel. Do you and, think Twitch is going to shut down a trip to Amsterdam? Yeah, right. And, <laughs> and and that whole deal, Don's nephew wanking them all, shooting, you know, doing their whole freestyle. I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. That I go, wow, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, man, Monster really brought everyone to this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, too, like, that's a cool element. There was a lot of hype about this yeah. about this race. You know, even when we drove into Redbud last year, you didn't really see a lot of anything, except for in the town of Buchanan, there was the Travis Pastrana sign and a couple other deals. But almost every gas station here in the surrounding area of the track had flyers to remind you, hey, the race is coming up. Monster paid to have these huge cardboard cutouts in the gas stations. There were billboards along the side of the highway. The news talked about it. Uh, my Airbnb host that I rented the house from, they saw the race because they heard about it from me and then saw it on the news and then had to watch it because they wanted to see what was going on. 
they did a really, really good job at making sure everyone was aware of what was going on this weekend. I saw that the the local the their you know local big newspaper even had a, a bunch mm-hmm. of coverage from the race and showing bunch coverage. They, yeah, yeah. When the king showed up, he only showed up for the last moto and like two stretched out Audi limos, and those were badass. Oh, really? Um, yeah. I even but saw a picture I, of him sitting like on a on somebody's bike. On Gautier's bike. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, I don't know anything about Dutch politics. You know, I got to not even talk about U.S. politics sometimes. But apparently it's a big deal. Like, this guy flies for KLM, which is the national airline. Like, he's a normal dude. He's not just royalty that sits in a castle and counts, you know, money and diamonds all the time. Right. He's pretty big into all of it. And I think that that's going to kind of help the Dutch embrace motorcycling as a whole. You know, the racetrack has been there forever. Now to have three of the best guys in the world on your team and in place to start a dynasty run right now, like the Dutch could become a huge powerhouse in the future. Yeah, they could go from winning their first one and all the time to this event to going on a streak of, of winning like France did mm-hmm. and have four or five, mm-hmm. six in a row or something, you know? Yeah. I think that if they could really figure out an MX2 pick, and this isn't like really a knock at Valandrin or Brian Bogers or anything like that, but their younger talent just, it's not developed enough yet. Once they do figure that stuff out, when Koldenhoff comes into his own, when Jeffrey kind of shakes bad crashes and injuries, they have great riders. They have everything in place, but they can't use two throwaway scores on an MX2 guy. They only have one to really float off of, and they need a solid, solid MX2 guy. Unfortunately, I don't really know of some kid coming up from the Netherlands right now that could step into that role. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Like I said, we'll see. they can. Uh, they could. They're the team to beat for sure. Mm-hmm. Whether whether right now it doesn't matter where this event's held. They're they're the team to beat. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're winning. They win last year. If, even if a lander just goes out and gets a twentieth mm-hmm. in one moto, they win it going mm-hmm. away. Um, I think that's it. I think we covered it. Sounds like MC's guys are kind of racking it up down there. How was? Uh, I have a last question. How was? How was? Okay. How was Hurlings? there i mean is does he walk around as people just like oh my god there's hurlings uh he seemed like he kept to himself and i kind of was watching his like his mannerisms on saturday's pre- like or friday's pre-race press conference he didn't seem like really rattled there had to be a lot of pressure on him to come and perform because so many of the people that were at that race wanted to watch jeffrey go one one you know and they right. probably all expected him to do what he did but then in Saturday's qualifying moto, when it took him a long time to get going, I was like, oh, this this probably isn't going to go the way that many people expected. Sunday's two motos, especially with multiple falls in that last one. Yeah. I think that it maybe did get to him. But yeah, Jeffrey kind of can't go anywhere. He seems to keep to himself at every GP, especially at this one. He just kind of stayed at the KTM truck, hustled back and forth where he needed to go, and that was it. He doesn't really step out and stay on the social scene the same way Jason does, like where Jason wants to be in everything. And I mean, Jason just standing on the outside of the track or trying to get into the facility, people are taking fi- photos with him. I think Jeffrey gets guided in a little bit. So he stays out of the commotion. Um, I think that he wants to kind of be kept away from it. He doesn't want to step into that whole, yeah, this is a big deal kind of lifestyle. I saw a, uh, I saw a, uh, a post 
and they they talking about Hurlings and they said something about claim they were all of a sudden claiming him as the king of all right and and it was funny because a lot of people I saw immediately started commenting like whoa 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 pump the brakes like there's only one it's there's Glenn. only one king you know no 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 these they were posting like calling oh, Hurlings the king right yeah. and a lot of people were like no MC's the king like there's only oh, one king well Everts is the king too. yeah 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 but it was funny to see people immediately got fired up like no 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 and then i saw some other people like no he's the king rc's the goat you know roger's the man it was like you know you better find something else for him he's he'll never some guys some guys all as long as mcgrath has a breath he'll be the king (laughs) plain and Mm -hmm. simple you know (laughs) um yeah i i don't know it's kind of hard to put so many labels on guys i want to see jeffrey like really step into his own he needs he needs to get through this offseason healthy i'd love to see him Kyrilli, another healthy year. Mm-hmm. Guys are on a title defense. Prado, Prado in rookie year. Jeremy C. We're stepping up. Arnaud Tonis, Gautier Paulin, like MXG twenty twenty come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, twenty twenty uh, is going to be stacked. Never going to Cali. Like mm-hmm. it's going to be big. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, just sucks. We have to wait so long to see the next race. Yep, yep. But we'll get a little glimpse at Monster Cup with a couple of these guys coming over. You there? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're going to take that last breakup as a sign that we should wrap this thing up. Thanks for listening. We have a ton more content from donations to go up, but then lead directly into Straight Rhythm and then Monster Cup after that. So thanks for listening. Keep coming back to the website. We'll talk to you soon.